A's. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. We are privileged to be partnered with BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX and you'll get up to $200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code PHNX. Place a pregame Moneyline wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at standard odds price. You'll receive $200 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. Please join us at the uh, BetMGM State Farm Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for all the Suns away playoff games. Our PHNX Suns watch parties presented by Neutral will feature food and drink specials, PHNX giveaways, and BetMGM uh, mystery deposit bonuses. Now let's hear the disclaimer from Shane Diefenbach. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. All right, Azulis Tabellis has declared for the NBA draft, and by all accounts, it is unlikely that he will return. Um, Arizona did try to get together a nice little uh, uh, NIL package for him, but it does appear to going into the uh, 23-24 season, this roster will be all Tommy Lloyd's guys there, Jason Shear. Yeah, I mean, he's he's. I wouldn't be surprised if he declares and says he's maintaining his eligibility, but he's gone. I mean, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, him – he's gone (laughs) basically and even if he keeps it open i don't think arizona fans should get false hope it would take something significant to change for him to come back but like you said it's it's going to be interesting this is tommy lloyd's first full roster of his guys this will be lloyd's first full roster uh, for himself and on top of that with the julius this is going to be fascinating because again i don't we've talked about it before i do believe that tabellas has a uh, had a chance to uh, improve his stock i don't really believe that he is going to grade out well when it comes to the nba process again could be totally wrong on that but it this doesn't feel like a situation where it's going to be a dalen terry where you know what he's looked at as a mid-second rounder and he goes in there and he uh, uh really impresses some people i think that zoo is kind of a fringe nba guy or you know what he could make a lot of money overseas and we would all like to have his future either way i, I think he's a, he could possibly push to be a second round pick because of his ability to run the court and offensively he's very good i mean especially in transition it would be the type of deal where if you have him in the right system i think you could have a a solid player um but again like you said even if he doesn't get drafted he's going to make a lot of money somewhere he's he's nationally he would be very popular obviously he could go back close to home and have a a 15-year career i mean it's just a matter of what direction he wants to go professionally and clearly the direction that he wants to go doesn't include college anymore and it's it's hard to blame him it's hard to blame him he's also at this point he's 20 i mean he's he's a guy that's 20 and 10 it's not like he's going to come back and be 25 and 13 and in a weird way and again zoo has been very very good for arizona I am going to make the case, though, and we've been making the case a little bit here as to why I kind of like being able to just kind of move on. And again, 
Zoo has been awesome. Zoo has been absolutely fantastic. Need to say that. But the thing about this Arizona team that we've seen is that, yes, um, put up a bunch of numbers during the regular season, but kind of when it matters come March, some of these guys just haven't really been there when they've needed to. And the toughness factor just generally hasn't been there. Zoo does a lot of great things, but Zoo's not really a guy that embraces that moment. And the defense that Arizona has struggled with at times was never going to be top notch with the Julius Tabellas in there. Yeah, I mean, the, the closest thing, and, and I think all Arizona fans should have wanted Azulis back. I think there's there's some yeah, fans, sure. like, well, let's get rid of them. I think that's insane. Your best argument would basically be, look, now Arizona could bring in a guy that has multiple years, and they have Boswell multiple years. Uh, you know, if they land Nemhart, he would have multiple years. Uh, and, and you have a roster with guys of multiple years, and you push and you say, okay, two years from now, we're going to have a veteran team. That's going to be really good. Or Azulis leaves. We have a pretty solid team next year, and we're in a position where we need to replace his, you know, his productivity. And also with Zoo, like you mentioned, like I love Zoo. I, I think he's awesome offensively, but it, it was painful at times to watch when teams right. got the scouting report on him, which is to be as physical as possible and to let him shoot jump shots when necessary. Princeton did it, um, you know, and, and two years ago in the tournament, they were physical with him and. You know, he showed up in some big games, but um, I, I think that his stock, his overall viewpoint when we look back at Zoo is hurt by the fact that he struggled in the postseason. He struggled in the postseason, and, you know, um, the defense was always going to be a little bit of an issue. Now, you look at possible replacements for where Azulis or what Arizona is going to be looking for, and obviously – Obviously, the name that everybody has been talking about and been looking at is Olivier Kumwa. Now, from a, again, kid out of a Tennessee, he would be a fifth year player here. He'd only have one year of eligibility at about six foot nine, 235 pounds. Um, defensively, I think that they would be better with him. It's kind of an odd, it, it's kind of an odd fit, though, with an Umar Ballo, who's also going to be playing 28 m- minutes per game or so. But uh, that's still a kid that you would take every day of the week, though. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's a little clunky up up front, you know, and you wonder with Olivier, like Tennessee's offense and what they ran offensively was just bad. Everyone right. knows that we saw it. And so, you know, how good is Olivier offensively when you put him in an offensive system that allows him to do stuff? Keep in mind, 27 and uh, 27 points, both against Texas and Duke this year. Scrubs don't do that. Yeah, and it's, so it's like, okay, is, is, you know, he averaged 10 at Tennessee. Would that be 15 or 16 at, at Arizona? Well, why not? And you know he's good defensively. Um, you know, he's probably the, the top guy that we know about or that we can talk about that Arizona's right. on. But, um, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's probably between Arizona and Michigan right now. And all of a sudden, Arizona has a starting four spot to offer. And so they could – you know, choose to be more aggressive. There's guys internationally that I know they're in on, but um, Olivier, at least domestically in the portal, that is probably the, the one guy as of now that we know about. I do believe that there is no excuse really for Arizona not to be able to get diff- multiple difference makers at uh, during this offseason. And again, you and I have talked about it, and we will be uh, – I will be hard on, uh, on Coach. You, I think he's been absolutely fantastic, obviously. But I will be um, – I will be hard on him if you can't get multiple difference makers here because here's what you have to sell. Tommy Lloyd has already shown that he can coach basketball. We already know that. You've also you also look at the roster. 
Kylan Boswell is going to play 30 minutes per game. Uh, Umar Ballo is going to play somewhere 25 to 30 minutes per game. Pella Larson is going to play 30 minutes per game. Those are the only minutes on this roster that are spoken for right now. That's got to be an enticing selling point for somebody out there. And again, multiple difference makers, not guys and not guys that are, you know, seventh, eighth guys, guys that can come in and be double figure guys the second they hit the floor. Yeah, I mean, and, and we agree here. And I'm, I usually give the head coaches a lot of leeway. And I'm, and I'm giving Tommy Lloyd a lot of leeway. Not like it matters to them. But, right. like, if Arizona doesn't land Ryan Emhart, it is a bad loss to me, a bad recruiting loss. Because you are offering basically a starting spot. You have a relationship with them. I know Gonzaga does too. But that's the type, in my opinion, of difference maker you need to land out of the portal. We've talked about it. We like Cedric. We like Courtney. Those guys weren't difference makers. Now you have a player at the four. Even if you bring in an international guy and you think he's really good, that's cool. He better be really good because if he's not really good, if he's more of a project, all of a sudden your expectations decrease dramatically, right? And, and so the guys that you're bringing in, you have, you know, Tommy Lloyd has the best record through two years ever, right? Mm -hmm. if, if you're going to keep that going and now you've raised those expectations, you better bring in guys that are immediate contributors um, because there's just that in the day of the portal, you have starting spots open. Not a lot of teams now could offer that. Jason Shear, have you ever been, you have been to Circle K, but have, yes. all right. Now, when was the last time you've been to Circle K? I assume you've been there this week. I actually went yesterday with the girls. There you go. You know what? I have people texting me now saying that, you know what? I just felt the need to tell you that I was at Circle K. And you know what? That's something that's great about Circle K. It's a community environment, as we've talked about for multiple reasons. Make sure you're not missing out on this great stuff at Circle K from your uh, Red Bulls to your 12 packs to your iced coffee. You name it. They've got it. Donuts, all kinds of good stuff. And again, uh, make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Head to circlek.com backslash store locator to find a Circle K near you. There's Circle K's near Jason. There's Circle K's near me. And we live on the opposite ends of the town, although not that far away. Matthew Bothwell, the great Matthew Bothwell says, uh, I was there two days ago. Excellent work, my guy. And let's see here. Circle K, look at these, look at these endorsements coming in left and right. Circle K, K saves me because of monster energy drinks. There you go. They're there for the people. Check it out. Circle K right there. And Tap and Bottle, our good friend Scott and Rebecca do a great job there. Check out the downtown location or the Northwest location. Multiple people that have commented here have been to the watch parties, great stuff. And again, many times you can get four peaks there as well with a good food truck, great environment. Check it out. Good stuff. By the way, we just have a guy that just said, look at this coming in live, hot, hot and heavy. There's Circle K's in Estonia. I love to hear that. You know what? I'm going to have to ask Henry about that next time uh, if he's been to a Circle K before. Maybe I will. Um, all right. Now, let's talk about rosters now. Because you and I have talked uh, – Andrew, ne Andrew Nemhard is going to be visiting Gonzaga Friday, and then he's going to be visiting Arizona Saturday, and then there's going to be a decision, I would imagine, pretty quickly after that. A lineup, and I'm just having fun here, but let's talk about a lineup, a starting lineup or something like this where you've got Kylan Boswell, um, Andrew Nemhart, Pella, and another wing in there, and then you've got uh, Olivier, you got Umar Ballo, and you got Henry. 
That to me, probably not a national title contender, but I think it's a top 15 team. And I think it's a pretty tough team as well. A tough out, as Tommy Lloyd has said. Make sure you don't do what I've done a few times and call him Andrew. Andrew's in the NBA. We got Ryan. Right. I know. I, I messed up. Actually, <laughs> you know, since we're about to exposing our flaws here, I actually put, uh, did I say Andrew? Yeah. No, I'm just, I've done it too. I'm just kidding. Okay. Sorry, Ryan. I do apologize. A million apologies <laughs> right there. Go ahead. Forget what I just said. Take your point. <laughs> um, because they look alike and they're right. the same type of player. And they're uh, good. Yeah, no, it's, um, but yeah, I mean, that lineup, yeah, it's, you know, to me, we, we always say the same thing. Henry, Henry's the guy in that lineup. Cause if like, if you're playing Henry in that lineup and you're playing with Balo and they could play together all of a sudden, you, you know, if Henry takes that jump, you're exponentially better. I, I will say that there's a lot of moving parts, but if you told me that Arizona would go from a backcourt and again, no disrespect of Kerr Creesa and Courtney Ramey to Kylan Boswell and Nemhart, I would take that every day of the week, and I don't even want to hear arguments. Because All right. to me, Brand- that, that backboard is significantly better. Brandon Fat, great point. I hope I'm pronouncing this one right. But um, top 15 is a national co- title contender. You could make that case right here in the uh, era of NIL. I hate to say this, but Duke is going to be far and away the best team in the country next year, at least on paper. UConn will probably be there as well. But it is what it is. But top 15 right there. Now, Arizona needs shooting. Nemhart would certainly help the shooting. I think Kylan Boswell out there as well. Now, a lot of people ask me, they say, everybody keeps saying that Henry can shoot. I can vouch that Henry can shoot. He just didn't show it in games this past year. That is going to be the next step in this group movement to replace Tabellus, having a guy, having Henry be able to expand out his range a little bit there, Sheer. Well, part of that is the confidence thing that we talked about. Like Henry's confidence <clears throat> took a hit last season. And when your confidence takes a hit, you don't do what you're comfortable doing. Henry can shoot. We've seen it in practice. We've seen it. And if you look at highlight tapes of his game internationally, shooting is a part of his game. He right. just needs confidence to get that shot off and, and believe that he can make it. All right. Now, Lyle, I'm going to disagree with you right here. Current state of Arizona roster isn't even top eight in the Pac-12. There's a lot of bad teams in the Pac-12, and I can just name off uh, five that are worse off the top of my head. Oregon State stinks. Washington State stinks. Washington stinks. Cal stinks. Stanford stinks. Boom. Maybe he means because, like, they don't have all the scholarships. So right now, at this moment. All right. You know, that, that could certainly that could certainly be it, but you can't underestimate the amount of uh, you can't underestimate the amount of bad teams that are in the Pac-12, which we were going to get to a little bit, uh, which we're going to get to a little bit later. Um, all right, now let's see here. Da, 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 da. Dirty Dancer losing Zoo lowers our floor, but I think his lack of defense was always going to make a deep tournament run less likely. Um, Zoo is the main. Zoo is your. For, as your best player, I think it's always going to be a little bit difficult. But, again, if Zoo is your second best player, I think that you were fine. But, you know, if Zoo's coming back, Zoo's coming back to be your best player. And I think that's probably where kind of a little bit of the rub lies. Yeah, I mean, Zoo would have clearly been the number one option. He would have been the best player on this team. But he's got weaknesses, right? And and so, you know, to me, it's – I, I, again, I like. I, I think Zoo almost gets a bad rap at times because of those certain situations that we talked about. Because if you went around and pulled the, if, if Zoo entered the transfer portal, he would be the number one player in the portal by far, no right. questions asked. 
every team would be writing checks. So it, it's just that's how it is. All right, Philly B, Philly B, Philly B. Lots of people coming in here about Philly B right now. Philip Borovichinin, Borovichinin, excuse me. Actually, Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up that graphic right there of the possible returning players for Arizona, that would be of immense help. All right, we got to talk about Philly B right here. I had Filiberto's yesterday, and I put it out there in honor of Philly B, back the A right there. Um he tries really, really hard. Very cool story about Philly B. During media day, um, and this is why I will always root for him, um, he was uh, – you ask questions to, about a lot of these guys. And when I asked Philly B questions, he would keep saying to me back, yeah, and what about you? Which was obviously a, you know, obviously a, a way to endear yourself. And I thought it was awesome. I will always root for Philly B because of that. But what do we expect? Six, nine, 200 pounds. I have no expectations. And I don't um, say that in a negative light. I just have no clue what to expect from him this coming year. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea either. I know that I've heard from a few people that the coaching staff loves his approach since the end of the season. He's been putting in a lot of work into workouts. He clearly has taken the mindset of, okay, I need to be a contributor next season. So the, on, on the bright side is, you know, he's not just sitting around feeling sorry for himself or saying, I expect to play. He's going out there and having some really good workouts and taking the right attitude, which has really helped him with the coaching staff. Uh, you know, the biggest transition for him was he could get away with stuff internationally. Like he came in throwing – behind the back, no look passes, like they were bounce passes. Right. And that's just going to work in college basketball. And he didn't run much of an offense over there and over here. It's okay. There's like, there's certain responsibilities you have. This isn't just like pickup ball. And so the hope is that he has learned that he's established that. And then this next season, he'll be ready to actually get some playing time. All right. Now, the thing that's weird about the Tommy Lloyd situation and with recruiting at Arizona with Sean Miller, it was off or with Sean Miller, there was going to be about 10 five-star recruits, and you know what? He was going to give it about three of those right there, and you knew who they were. You could go, true story, Sure, and I were talking at football practice yesterday about going up to a tournament in Phoenix next week and then found out that nobody for Arizona was going to be up there because they're not recruiting anybody up there. Um, that's not a uh, that's not a diss it's towards not, Arizona. It, it's not EYBL. It's an Under Armour event. It's not that yeah. big of a deal. Right. It's not that big of a deal. EYBL is the following week, but it's hard. So these, co the coaches in all fairness to them, um, they don't give themselves a ton of margin for error if they miss out on these guys. So I'm being asked about, is there a backup plan for Andrew Nem or uh, for Ryan Nem Andrew Nemhart, Ryan Nemhart? No, there is no backup plan because they're all in on getting him. I'm sure there is, but that's not in, in focus right now. I mean, that, that was the guy people, uh, Here's the best uh, example. People kept asking us why Arizona wasn't recruiting Taron Armstrong, mm -hmm. right? This is why Arizona wasn't recruiting Taron Armstrong, because the rumors of Nemhart entering the portal rumors uh, have been around for a while, and that this is the guy they want. And if they miss him, that's why I said it's a bad look, and they'll have to reassess the situation. Um, but this is the guy, and they're not going to do anything to screw up. They're not going to bring in Taron Armstrong, because if they do that, they screwed up with them hard. They're not going to lead Armstrong along, you know, because if they do that, then they might screw up both. This is their situation. They're going after Nemhard and, and that's that. Yeah. I, this is a, it, it is a unique uh, strategy that Lloyd does have going in, um, uh, in how he recruits 
because I think most people, and again, not everybody can recruit like Sean Miller, but I think most schools are fairly, here's 15 guys we want. I mean, heck, even loot would be like that. And first one to commit, they're very, very specific on who they want. Um, and you're going to start finding out just how effective it is because, like we just talked about, this is Tommy Lloyd's roster now. Everybody on you, nobody can say, well, you know what, he did it with somebody else's players. This is Tommy Lloyd's roster right now going forward into the 23-24 season. And we're going to find out just exactly because this is the year. you got to be able to make it work this offseason. you got to be able to get instant impact guys. And they put all their eggs in a few baskets, and we're going to find out. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been doing this for a long time. And I have never seen a strategy like this. And if it works, it is awesome. And if it doesn't work, it's going to be bad. And, like, it's – it's. I don't know if it's good or bad. Like, like, we look at Arkansas. Your boy, there was a stat the other day. Arkansas contacted 84 transfers. So, basically, if you were a transfer that was half decent, they gave you a call. Um, and, and it's working for them. They landed another transfer today from Cincinnati, uh, Davenport. And they're going to have a whole transfer roster. And it – it probably works for them and what they want to do. And then you have Arizona who, you know, people think I'm, I'm kidding when I'm like, Arizona is only recruiting two guys out of the entire transfer portal and I'm not. And that's just their strategy. And if it, it's, it's one of these deals where, you know, if, if it misses, it misses, right? You're like you're, yeah. you're scrambling a little bit, but you also have to be super confident as a coaching staff to do it. And obviously it, you know, they believe that it's going to work or else they wouldn't be doing it. At the end of the day, people have to realize that coaches do what they think is going to make them most successful. So for Tommy Lloyd, this recruiting strategy, in his opinion, is the best strategy. Maybe it's not. And in a few years, he changes it. But right now, in his opinion, it works. All right. Brandon fought. Thank you there, Jacob Franklin, for uh, uh, pronouncing the era, uh, for sending me the pronunciation right there. Um, we got Tommy Lloyd, y'all. We will be okay. He's going to coach these guys up. That's what I keep coming back to. Listen, this guy's been around. This isn't, Ke- I almost said Kevin O'Neill. This isn't, um, this isn't a spot where he has not been. Uh, around high-level basketball. But I would like to go back and look, and I have done a little bit. Um, just Gonzaga's success was obviously a, uh, a myriad of international transfers, four-star kids, and then they started getting some five-star kids. Uh, and, but it, it never felt like they were scrambling for a roster spot. And again, maybe that's just me doing some cursory research, but it does feel a little bit different than uh, what Gonzaga has done. But he's been up front there. He would know certainly better about what Gonzaga has done than I, than I would know. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's, I don't think it's completely what Gonzaga did. Some, some schools are just a lot more, you know, the, the, the biggest comparison would be like UCLA on football. Chip Kelly does not offer dudes. Just doesn't do it. And when they offer a guy, usually they believe that they can get him. And UCLA fans, it drives them nuts watching it happen. But Chip Kelly says, this is how we're doing it. Um, you know, in basketball, I don't know. I, I would say that Arizona, I would have to look, but I would say that Arizona is probably top three in, in the least amount of offers. Right. <laughs> like, Oh, I would, th- I would say they're at the top. I mean, Gonzaga did something similar. But not like this. I, I again, I'm, I'm serious when I say this, and it's not in it. So I have never seen a recruiting strategy like this, where it's like you're our target at shooting guard, you're our target at small forward, you're all we're recruiting, and if we miss, we'll go from there. It is now time for our pick of the week right here. 
And, you know, here's what my pick of the week is for uh, the NBA. I am going with the Cleveland Cavaliers over the New York Knicks in the first round of the Eastern Conference Finals. I feel comfortable about saying it. There's uh, anybody that roots for the Knicks probably has a little bit of an issue. Um, Jason Shear, what say you? Because I am going against your New York Knicks. I'm not even sure why the Cavs are showing up, to be honest with you. I, again, so that's the your Knicks pick of the week. week. Yeah, the, 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 the Knicks have no respect. You got to right. respect I, I honestly, I'm a, I am surprised by the odds of that. I My pick of the week is always the Knicks. Right. That's it. Oh. All right. Now, let me tell you one other thing here, and then we're going to get to get some Carter Bryant news here. Shady Rays right here. Sunglasses. Very cool sunglasses right here. I was talking with U of A football SID Jeff Bowe about Shady Rays sunglasses yesterday. Jason Shear can confirm this. I am not lying. And uh, they look cool. You can take on the sun with gear that is built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Get it? For the warm weather ahead with premium polar uh, polarized shades at an affordable price. All right. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code word PHNX for 50% off. Two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shade Rays five stars by over the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. Carter Bryant. And again, this does feed into a little bit of the narrative that makes people uncomfortable. Arizona still feels very, very, very comfortable, confident that they're going to get Carter Bryant. Um, Nothing has changed, but the, uh, you know, I think everybody looks around the portal, looks around recruiting and they're like, all right, people are getting guys left and right. Why aren't we doing that? Again, if it works for uh, Lloyd, it's awesome. But if it doesn't, it certainly doesn't. But right now, Carter Bryant right now certainly seems to be uh, Arizona's to lose. Yeah, I mean, it's always like people ask me for updates. It's Arizona until it's not. And I know that's crappy for fans, but when you hear from me or someone else like Travis on 24-7 that it's not Arizona, that's when you can freak out. I'll be honest. I have no idea why he's delaying the announcement. Um, He's delayed it a few times. I think it's just a matter of just him wanting to enjoy playing basketball. Like he was at, you know, he's going to be at EYBL. I'm hoping that he decides before then. So he's not hounded with recruiting questions and maybe he announces at EYBL. Maybe, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird situation, but I haven't heard anything to lead me to believe right now. Recruiting fluid, Mike, as you know, Uh, all right, right that he's not Arizona. All right, GT, I'm actually going to disagree with you here. USC, I think USC is absolutely loaded next year. You've got you've got uh, Boogie Ellis, you got Isaiah Collier, you've got Trey White, you've got Big Vince up front. You could have uh, – I almost said Vonnie. You could have Bronny. Um, they should be on paper. They should be the best team. They should be the best team in the conference next year. I'll, I'll say this, right, and I think we can agree. Uh any Enfield will 100% be expected to win the conference with that roster. Huh, I it would be a dis- okay. All right. It would be so a disappointment. Win, with here we go. If if he wins the conference, I will give him credit for winning the conference. If he finishes like third, it's a big dub for me. All right, but. Just so everybody out here knows, Shear has been wrong on Andy Enfield. Look at Andy Enfield's record the last four years, 99 and 34, or maybe it's three years, four years. I can't even remember. And again, the guy's a leader of men. You can watch him on the sideline and tell by his interactions that this is somebody that people gravitate towards. So again, check it out. All right. Now, 
let's talk. Oh, now again, we're going to get back to Azulis Tabellis uh, here in a moment. Some little bit of conference realignment news. A lot of people reporting a lot of smoke and fire around Colorado right now. Bruce Feldman, uh, a national guy, has talked about how um, he's hearing rumors that Colorado could uh, could be heading out. Um, Colorado's athletic director <laughs> tweeted out yesterday, which I don't know that I've ever seen before, tweeted or quote tweeted an anonymous account saying that there is no truth to this rumor. But there I'm going to take some people's word that uh, Colorado is looking at it. And like we keep talking about on this show, if you're Deion Sanders and you want to coach on the national spotlight, you want to be on ESPN, not Amazon Prime. Hey, hey uh, I'm very confident in saying, and it's funny, I just got a text from someone kind of saying the same thing, which is why I was looking at my phone. I'm very confident in saying that Deion Sanders wants to go to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. But just Texas you know, guy. He's a big Texas guy. He could recruit uh, Texas better, you know, from the Big 12 with the environment, the surrounds, all that. He wants to go. Uh, it was a weird, like, I have no idea why the Colorado AD chose that tweet. That was odd. Yeah. And it's it's not even like he didn't notice. He, he didn't say, oh, we're not going. He just said, no, the meeting about Monday is not true. So for all we know, it could be Tuesday. Like, it's just it's, yeah. it's a weird, weird thing to uh, to put down. More, Rick George put more questions out there, I think, by uh, responding to that than he uh, pr- than he provided answers right there. I found that very uh, I found that very fascinating. Now, um what we need to have happen, though, is we need Colorado and Arizona then to leave. And our good friend Jacob Franklin left behind with the remnants of the a- ASU in the Mountain West Conference. That would be hysterical to watch. Probably not going to happen, but that would still be funny to watch. Uh, it won't happen, but it would be extremely funny. We but, would wish you know, Jacob Franklin nothing but the best, though. <laughs> only, only the best for Jacob. Absolutely. Okay. Now, so that's kind of where we're at with that. I I do believe that in April, we are going to have a lot more, uh, we're going to have a lot more clarity on this, but we got to give Tommy Lloyd some real kudos right here. Your guy, Sean Miller, did a lot of really, really good things at the U of A. I've always said that Sean Miller, the best thing that he did is made it, made Arizona a two sport or a two sport school, a two coach school. Now, I know that some of the uh, some of the uh, people are going to say, "Well, what about Fred Snowden?" Totally appreciate what Fred Snowden did, but I'm talking about guys that a- had Arizona at a national level. Miller did that, so that's where Arizona is different than Maryland, UNLV, all those schools. But he didn't recruit already. He didn't. He didn't recruit hard. He didn't schedule difficult. Every now and then, he got some games in there. The Tommy Gun is looking to schedule difficult. Michigan State, Alabama, Duke. We like more of that, Jason Shear. Yeah, I, I think Sean kind of gets a bad rap. I think early on he was scheduling difficult. I I, I do. I, I don't have the thing in front of me. Someone tweeted at me uh, yesterday some of the games. Remember, he had Gonzaga and Baylor. I got the same tweet. Yeah, but but uh, the schedule this year is ridiculous. <laughs> and, and this is something that I can tell you talking to the people in charge of scheduling with Arizona. This isn't a one-off. From now on, they want as many uh, Q1 games as possible. And Arizona still has openings, and they're, they're, it's going to be pretty legit openings, too. Like, they are looking for a neutral game. Usually that happens with a pretty good team, and then they're looking to start a home-and-home home series as well. The home-and-home home will probably be a little more difficult because, as we can tell by the scheduling, um, you know, and, and I think that is confirms one thing I've said in the past. Home-and-homes don't really happen 
a lot anymore. Like Michigan State's and Palm Springs. Duke is a home and home, which is very cool. Um, but like uh, Alabama is in Phoenix in Birmingham. So technically it's not a home and home. Uh, but Arizona is looking for a home and home. I've suggested Creighton or Nebraska. So we'll see how that goes. You know, you got to give if you have a chance to sign, get Nebraska ball and a home and home with the great Fred Hoiberg and that pantheon of NBA talent that is always coming out of Lincoln. You got to do it when you can right there. All right. We got a lot of questions about UCLA. UCLA is in a tough, interesting spot right here. And I'm very much looking forward to making fun of UCLA here um, because we're talking about next with the PAC or with the PAC 12. Now, if you were to listen to some UCLA experts, they said that Reese, uh, uh, water or Reese Dixon Waters was an, in the extreme driver's seat, or UCLA was in the extreme driver's seat to go there. Turns out that he's going to San Diego State. So that's obviously a loss. Tiger Campbell was declared for the draft. Um, you're hearing rumors about Bona possibly going into the transfer portal as well. Nobody knows what Amari Bailey's up to. This could be a tough upcoming season, their last season in the uh, Pac-12 sheer. Yeah, I actually think the one one loss that's not getting enough attention is Tiger Campbell. Uh, you know, there is a very big drop-off, and I know they're excited about Dylan Andrews and his future, but that's a big drop-off from Tiger Campbell to Dylan. Even if Dylan Andrews is solid, Tiger Campbell really made that team go offensively, and it wasn't that good offensively to begin with. Um, you know, it's funny to me, I, I, the irony in, is, isn't lost on me that Arizona – heard from UCLA fans about recruiting internationally and UCLA is bringing in a Spanish guy. They just got a commitment from a French forward. They're, they're all over. They may bring in another international player. It's kind of, it's not lost to me. The irony there. You got ASU with the uh, uh, Kenny Dillingham hire trying to be like Jed fish. And you've got UCLA trying to be like Arizona on the recruiting front, trying to imitate greatness right there. Sometimes you got to try to cut your own path there, Jacob Franklin. It doesn't always work that way. Um, Now, when it comes to uh, Arizona, though, this coming year, I do believe, though, that Boswell is – and by the way, that's a sharp uh, picture that we put out there the other day. Kylan Boswell looking sharp. I I need Kylan Boswell to be the best – if he's not the best player on the team, I need him and Ryan Nemhard to be the best players on this team. And I need them to be all conference players. And the re- I don't believe that there is there's any reason they shouldn't be, because look at it. Look at the guards coming back in the conference. Yes, we talked about SC and Isaiah Collier. Boogie Ellis is an all-conference guard for sure. Um, Amari Bailey, if he were to come back, is. But after that... I don't know that there's any guards in the conference that I would take over those two. They need to be the, uh, assuming Arizona were to get Ryan Nemhart, they need to be the catalyst right there. Yeah. I mean, the only backcourt that you would compare to would be USC's Boogie and, and Isaiah Collier. I mean, that that's going to be a really good backcourt. Um, Isaiah Collier, I think people will be a surprise. He's not necessarily as good offensively as people think, but he's really good defensively and he's really good at running the offense and all that. He's not going to come in and, and score 20 points a game or whatever. But um, he's obviously a, a really good player. I just think he's kind of different than what people may may think of when they think of a five-star prospect. But to me, USC and Arizona are the two best backcourts. And Arizona has to be the best or the second best. If, right. if it turns out where they're not, um, then the plan obviously isn't what we thought it would be and isn't what Arizona thought it'd be. You know, the plan is clearly we're going to put together a backcourt that might be a little smaller, but it's going to be able to run everything we want to run get in the lane like we weren't able to last year and really initiate everything. Like there's no reason why Arizona 
shouldn't have the best offense in the country with that backcourt because, you know, one of the things that Arizona was weak on was, you know, Kerr couldn't get into the lane at all. Well, Nemhard can. He's really good at it. And that opens up everything. So there's no reason why Arizona's offense shouldn't take another step forward from last season. I would like to get another wing in there. I'm a huge fan of KJ Lewis. I think the recruiting services, i.e. Jason Shearer, have uh, drastically underrated KJ Lewis, and I will continue to believe this. But I would like to get another wing in there. And somebody that um, I don't need him to be all-conference, but I need him to be somewhere between all-conference and said, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like I need I, – I, you need a better wing. You need a guy you can rely on. And we love said, but when you look at said against like UCLA, he was invisible. Just right. didn't show up. And you need a player that you're going to be able to count on in those situations. And when you look around the country, there's that wing where they may not be dominant. Like Alex Caravan on UConn may not be dominant, but when you needed him, he was there. Right. And I think that's type – of wing that Arizona needs. When I need a wing, when I need someone to defend or get a rebound from the three, there has to be someone there for me to do that. And I think that's a priority. All right. Now we need to, or we're going to talk a little bit about Arizona football here as well, because we have a massive spring game coming up. Going to have a, a post game. We're going to have a live right after, by the way. But first, first, let me tell you about OGs. If you're like Jason Shear and you have a hard time sleeping at night, then you should check out OGs. And the great thing about it is these are so much more than gummies. They are about the culture and everything we do. They're deep. Now, again, check out the new collab shirt with OGs. Uh, Brand is a, excuse me, the new collab shirt with OGs. Brands is now live. If you want to get your hands on these dope, get it? Dope collab tees. Make sure to get uh, your ticket to Buds of Palooza. You can join the PHNX crew on April 14th in downtown Phoenix as they'll be hanging out with our OG's friends. They'll be doing a special edition of the OG's PHNX variety show live from Buds of Palooza. And that is where you can buy your OG's collab shirt. To get info on Buds of Palooza, check out budsofpalooza.com. You might even be able to see Jacob Franklin up there. I don't know. All right. Looks like Jacob won't be there, but in his place for the great. Mike. I won't be What's there. That? Not on your birthday. Look, that's, I told yeah, you he exists. Birthday. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home and, and take care of my kid, though. All right. Fair enough. All right, Jacob. But will Shane Diefenbach be up there? Also, no. Wow. All right. Well, the two tallest people at PHNX will not be there, but that doesn't mean the coolest people won't be there. Um, okay. Now, uh, the roster looks bleak. I don't agree with uh, I don't agree with that um, because again, if you have a lineup where you've got Nemhard, where you've got Boswell, where you got Ballo, where you got maybe Kumwa, where you bring in a, a wing is in there, that's a tough out right there. I don't agree with that. I don't either. And people need to stop. Not sorry, Court. I'm not being mean to you specifically. People need to stop saying that. There's still a month until the portal even closes. This all opens back up. Yeah, and. and Look, let's say Arizona's got an international guy that they're very confident in. International seasons, a large chunk of them, don't even end until the beginning of June. This roster is not going to be done until June. You'll have a better picture, hopefully, of this roster by then. But there's a very good chance that we don't know Arizona's roster until that time. All right, Palmer Hoffman. Um, I would be very surprised if Azulis Tabellis did come back, regardless of what he hears. And when are we expecting Nemhard to be official? I would imagine Nemhard's going to announce next week. I would assume. I mean, there's a reason usually when you do back-to-back visits, like he's literally flying to Gonzaga Friday, 
Saturday on Saturday, getting on a plane to Tucson, leaving Monday. I'd assume he takes a few days and then commits. I, I can't see any other school getting seriously involved. All right, we got the spring game coming in uh, this Saturday at 3.30. Expect to see all of you out there backing the A. We need to see all of you out there. Uh, questions about Gary Bryant and Jonathan Flo, no to both. Um, don't mean to be uh, trite there, but no to both. Arizona Arizona can do better than those guys, in my opinion. Um, but I, this, to me, is going to be the first time that people can really see a little bit of – I don't, don't want to see a revamped defense – but a defense that I expect, especially in the back seven or eight, depending on how you want to uh, characterize it, I expect it to be a better unit than it was last year, even losing Jackson Turner, even losing Christian Roland Wallace, even losing Christian Young. I expect that defense to be better in the back because I think they're going to be uh, I think they're going to be better coached and I think they have better players as well. Yeah, I, I think the increase in athleticism, I mean, Gunnar Maldonado has looked better. I uh dalton johnson has looked solid warnell even he's not gonna start but he's looked better uh, i think genesis smith is a is a superstar in the making my guy i said that's my guy yeah it may not happen this year like or it may happen slowly this year but i think this dude is going to wind up being one of the best safeties in the pac-12 I, I really do i mean he he can do things that an arizona safety has been able to do in in years um so he's a guy that i would keep on and, and then the corners i i feel better about the corners Prysock is another guy I think will wind up when it's all said and done being one of the best corners in, in the Pac-12. And I feel good about Yates and Takario Davis. I, I think that I'm more comfortable with the secondary this year than I was last year. And it's really nice. I think the Arizona upgraded, and this is no disrespect to Dwayne Walker, but I think Arizona upgraded at that cornerback spot. I think that you have a coaching staff that's going to be going and uh, pulling in the, all the, the right direction. Getting Dwayne Aquina back, I think, is awesome as well. Um now, uh, let's see here. Uh, Gary Bryant, again, Gary Bryant can put out a top three of Arizona. That doesn't mean that Arizona is going to take Gary Bryant. Um, He's he going to Oregon, that. probably. A&M maybe is in there. Arizona, I would be very surprised. Because, again, if I'm Arizona and I've already got Kevin Green, I already got Malachi Riley, I got A.J. Jones in there, I've got a situation where I might be playing two tight ends, two pass-catching tight ends. I don't need to pay a boatload of money to be able to get a guy that caught 500 yards in the last two years. I mean, it's good. Right. And, and, and that's what it comes down to. He wants to get paid. And Oregon and A&M, like, how about the, like he uh, – he dropped Miami because Miami basically wouldn't pay him what yeah. he wants to get paid. All right. Brandon fought again. Thank you there, Jacob Franklin. This would not have happened without you. Who are the front runners to be, uh, have a breakout, uh, uh, breakout season. I think Deuce Davis on the defensive line, about 230 pounds of Deuce Davis right now is going to lead the team in sacks. And I believe either Jacob Kangaika or Uyagalele on the defensive line, one of those guys emerges as a pretty good defensive tackle in year two, Sheer. Yeah, I mean, it's the defensive line. I, I, I like Davis. You know, Ty Ty has, has gotten bigger. To me, Davis has to be that guy. I mean, he looks bigger. He's fast, clearly. Um, you know, if you're looking for a guy. And look, I'll say this, even though he only has one year, I think Tyler Manoa is going to surprise quite a few people. I am very surprised at how good he's been. Jed Fish shouted him out um, yesterday after practice. He's been surprisingly good. Yeah, for sure. And that's a that is a good thing. Now, my questions on the D-line is who is going to be that other pass rusher out there on the other side of the ball? Um, you saw 
you know, you saw Deuce Lane hop in there from time to time. I don't know who that's. I don't know who that's going to be, and uh, that would uh, because last year you had Jalen Harris, you had Hunter Eccles. This year you got Deuce Davis. I don't know who that other guy is going to be, to be honest with you. I don't know either. I, I mean, we'll find out. Maybe they go out in the portal and get someone. I don't know. Um, Oren Potu is a guy that they would like to emerge as a pass rusher, but I, I would say that there's a few guys they're confident in, but I don't necessarily know who's ready to take that next step just yet. But the uh, I think the ultimate breakout guy on the defense, though, and again, I'm not really going to count Justin Flo. I assume Justin Flo is going to break out because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say the highest rated linebacker recruit ever is going to be a breakout guy and then, you know, say, hey, look at me. Ephesians Prysock. I believe that Ephesians Prysock at the uh, cornerback spot, um, I believe that he is going to be an NFL player. And I believe that sometime around midseason, he's going to start looking like a uh, he's going to start looking like an all-conference type performer. I think he's going to break out in a big way. Yeah, I think Prizok is a future pro. I mean, he just looks the part. Uh, you, when you when you want a professional cornerback, they look like Ephesians Prizok, um, and he's going to have a bigger role. He's the guy where there's no rotating. He's been the first corner all practice, all spring. Um, I, I think he's kind of the easy pick to to break out. All right, now let me let me let me throw this one out there right now. Speaking of four peaks, how about the four peaks in the defensive backfield? Cario Davis is tall. Ephesians Prysock is tall. Genesis Smith is a tall. Who's another guy that we could? Who could be that fourth peak back there? I'm trying to think of somebody of that size. Eh, it doesn't matter. Charles Yates, he's the fourth <laughs> peak right there. But again, four peaks also the official brew of PHNX Sports. And again. The best place to take the NFL draft on is April 27th at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Register for free in the link in the show notes to take advantage of beer specials. Must be 21 years or up to in- and enjoy responsibly. It's going to be a great time right there. And again, check it out, Four Peaks. All the peeps are going to be down there. We're root on the Cardinals. And again, uh, Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Okay, Speedy Luke, our guy, fam. I don't care how it happens. Speedy Luke has to get the ball eight to ten times this uh, per game this year. I don't buy into the not – he's too small to return kicks. I'm not buying into that. you got to be able to get Fam the ball because guess what? Small guys return kicks. He's had another year in the program. Don't care how it happens. He's got to touch the ball eight to ten times. Uh, yeah. I mean, it clearly – he's got to – they got to go into a game with a plan of, okay, we're going to get you the ball in reverse. We're going to get you a couple swing passes. We're going to go from there, but they got to get him more touches, clearly. All right. Now, we're going to, again, Gonzaga uh, thinks there's a chance. You know what? We don't do any tra- portaling around here, but that would be a guy, since you just put it out there, Anton Watson, that would be a guy that Arizona, I think, would probably be fascinated in. I'm just speculating. I have no clue on that, though. Yeah, He's I don't good. know. I, I mean, we don't do I, – I, I refuse to talk about guys that aren't in the portal yet. I agree. I agree. I agree. That's why we didn't talk about him. I'm just saying that he's a good player. That's all we're going to put right there. Okay. Now, again, Azulis Tabellas has declared for the draft. Wish Zoo nothing but the best. I also do believe in a weird way that this could actually be a good thing for Arizona long term because you could get a multi-year player in here. It's going to be Tommy Lloyd's team at this point. Yes, you want Zoo back, but at the end of the day, it's also not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 all about the next step. If Arizona handles the next step well and accomplishes what it wants to accomplish, uh, the loss of Zoo won't be a disaster. If it doesn't, it's going to hurt a little bit more. 
All right. He's Jason Shear. I'm Mike Luke. Jay, where can you find Jason Shear, by the way, causing problems, causing conflict, and bringing knowledge? I'm a, I'm a nice guy online. Uh, WildcatAuthority.com. We're having a sale for the next uh, five days, I believe, 50% off an annual subscription. And then after the initial week, you get Paramount Plus in there as well, which is a big deal. So take advantage of that now. All right. He is Jason Shear. I am Mike Luke, the great Jacob Franklin behind the scene. Hopefully, he'll be covering a rooting for a team in the Mountain West in the coming years. You, I'm Mike Luke. That's Jason Shear. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.